Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from Indianapolis, Indiana, at least this week. Next week, Florida, but that's another story, another time. We're too busy for those stories, and I'm going to turn it over to Chris with a lot of sports news. Well, there is a lot of sports news. Hi, everybody. We've got the issue or edition 58 of this show. It is. Um, well, we probably the, have issues, too, Chris. We do. Have, we always have issues. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Anyway, so we've got uh, edition 58. It's uh, September 15, 2019. We're going to start with the NFL, as we always do this time of year. Then we're going to go to uh, baseball and we're going to come back and do uh, some college football. And uh, then, uh, you know, we'll get a little there's a one one media uh, passing that we want to throw in there too out of the basketball mostly basketball world but before that all happens sean will regale us with uh, all the info that he likes to tell us about oh of course you can reach us anytime throughout the show by either downloading your zoom app or dialing 646-876-9923 that's 646-876-9923 when you get in do 287-723 4,600, hit the pound key twice. If you're on the Zoom app, you don't have to hit the pound key. You're just there. And star nine raises your hand if you have a question on the phone, alt-y on the computer. The more key is how you do it on your smartphone. If you want to interact with us at any time throughout the week, hear our voices, let us hear your voice, uh, go to 712-432-3642. Board nine is the sports lounge board. It's a discussion board, and board 13 is where you can hear all of your TV and XM schedules and, you know, these schedules that Chris reads here on the show, you can hear them again. So, uh, you know, hey, let's get right to it. we got a busy, busy week. Week two of the NFL, well, it was, let's just say, can we say it was interesting, especially the early yeah. games. They were. They were. They were. And uh, we will start by giving you a note that broke before the game started that I have on my list. Sean Payton and the New York, uh, the New Orleans Saints have reached a five-year contract extension. So Sean Payton will be with the Saints for an additional five years. And I think that's probably not a shock to anybody. No. no. And what's amazing, if you think back, that he survived. Of course, he was suspended for a while, too. I forget, like eight games. A whole year. The, was it a whole year? Yeah. Yes, okay. it was. For the, for the uh, bounty gate thing. and uh, But he survived it. and. Saints management had uh, faith in them. They almost made the Super Bowl last year. But as you'll find out later in, uh, as we go through these games, today they lost their quarterback for the rest of the game, and we'll see how it uh, happens on his MRI tomorrow. But we'll talk about that when we get to that game. An- another note, another note that broke. I Hopefully I'm pronouncing the name of this right, but they announced on Fox today the name of the Rams in Chargers Stadium. It's SoFi Stadium? So. 
SoFi Stadium, yes. SoFi yeah. Stadium, yes. And it's, yeah, that's it's SoFi from downtown next, Los Angeles. They can't get there. No, that can't be it. Yeah, <laughs> and that opens next year. They get the 2022 Super Bowl. They have the uh, they have the NCAA champ, the well, the college football playoff championship in 2021 in January 2021, mm-hmm. and the opening ceremonies to the 2028 Olympics. And also Sam Darnold, of course, a lot of you who do not know, he will not play tomorrow. He's going to be out for a few weeks because he has mono, so don't kiss him. I won't. I won't. (laughs) There you go. But starting off the week, we had a a Thursday game, and box 20 of the Panthers, 14. That was your Thursday night score. And frankly, that game, it was quite boring on – uh, as a Thursday night game. It was. Uh, yeah, it was extremely it was. boring. Yeah. yeah, even as close as it was. You just didn't have the feeling that um, Carolina was going to do anything. But it turned out my friend Rick, who uh, keeps track of our fantasy league, said that Cam Newton threw for over 300 yards. But it was all this dinking and dunking, and, and it didn't look like they were ever going to score. And, and really, they didn't. And then they had a, a rain delay or lightning delay, which yep. meant that the game got over at like 1220 Eastern time because uh, it was about a 40-minute delay. And they had a couple of conferences at the end of the game. You know, the officials were looking at everything. And, oh, just these last two Thursday night games have not uh, wowed the country, and I don't think they're necessarily going to get wowed by the one we're going to have this Thursday night. Either. And you know, and you know, Chris, after watching that game, I I don't think Cam Newton is completely healthy because that's what my uh, friend said, Rick says. Yeah, because, I don't, yeah, uh, because when he goes back to pass, there there's no zip on the ball. I don't I don't know. Uh, what Carolina is going to do, but uh, th- there's a problem there, and either they're covering something up, or or he's not telling the team something because it's not it's not the same football player. Well, if you run around like he does, and you know th- th- this is the thing, it's going to you know catch. It, hey, it didn't catch up with everybody. It didn't catch up with uh, Tarkenden or anything. But there are guys now that run, have run around a lot in their careers. I mean, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson and with Lamar Jackson and so forth down the road, and uh, see if they can maintain what they're doing because you know. And, of course, Watson was out for a year. But, uh, you know, it, it's just the idea of all the running around. You're taking extra hits that other quarterbacks aren't taking and all the pressure of the game. And, and Cam Newton was also a running back quarterback. There were guys who go down. You know, he was like a, a bull in a china shop, you know, crash India kind of guy. And that takes a toll on you. Yeah, it absolutely okay. does. Now we go to today's scores. 49ers, 41, Bengals, 17. That was not one of the games that, that either, I was listening to first and goal for part of the time and uh, the Sunday drive. Neither one of them focused much on that game because it was no. really not a close game. No, and, and uh, Garoppolo had a great game last week. He did not look good. This week he did. He threw three touchdown passes, uh, you know, and they really, when you look at that, they uh, you, when uh, Seattle was life and death with, with them and with Cincinnati last week, and here, uh, you know, they, they come home, the Bengals do, and, uh, and the 49ers wipe them out. So, you know, that's yeah. a good sign for the 49ers, and we've got, we'll be running down those games for next week, but that's a big game coming up with the 49ers hosting the Steelers next week, whatever the Steelers quarterback uh, status will be. Mm-hmm. Then we go to um, Lions 13, Chargers 10. Not a lot of points, but the game was competitive. It was a it was a back-and-forth game, and I will say both services did focus quite a bit on that game because it was quite a competitive game. Yeah, it was a lot better game. See, now you can have a low-scoring game, and it can be interesting, but those those Thursday night games weren't. But that was because the ball was moving up and down the field. There were drives. People were, were doing things. You know, these other these other games just didn't seem like anything was really going to happen, but the Chargers got off to a quick start, 7 nothing. The Lions, you know, they left uh, like four points on the field because uh, Mac, Matt Prater missed 
a, a, an extra point. He missed a field goal. A lot of kickers were doing that. They'd had an easier time of it. And when they were trailing seven to six for most of the game, you're like, what's going on? But they finally did manage, and their defense really stood up, and, and the Chargers were moving, and they uh, they bowed their back and, and uh, you know, set them back a bit. So uh, the Chargers, I mean, the Lions hung on. And, and after what happened last week, when they blew that lead uh, to the uh, the Cardinals, they really needed that. So uh, the Lions are undefeated. You know, I mean, hey, yep. they got one win, but they're undefeated. Yeah, well, yeah, 1-0-1. Packers, Packers 21, Vikings 16, they're also undefeated. So the Lions they and the are. Packers are both 2-0. Well, no, the Lions are 1-0-1. Oh, the, the Lions are, they're 0-1 oh, and they're 1-0-1. Oh, oh, and, one. One. <laughs> and the Packers are 2-0. Oh. This yeah. is an advantage as older, older guys. Until, we always had ties until 1974, so we know how to figure ties. We know how this works. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that uh, Green Bay went off to a quick 21 nothing lead and then hung on, and they did manage to hang on, and that's fine, and the Vikings uh, kind of got it together. But Kirk Cousins didn't do much, really. I, Kirk I, Cousins, I, Chris, know, had a – I mean, let's, let's call it what it was. He made some – Awful decisions. I mean, yeah, I was listening to. I know at one point. I was listening to uh, Paul Allen, and uh, he threw that one interception. And Paul Allen goes, "My goodness, what's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Kirk Cousins. I mean, they, they've invested in him. He's their quarterback, but uh, you know, he's not. He's in the middle, middle range. You know, top ten, top ten or fifteen, maybe. But he's not. Uh, you know, he's not Brady. He's not Breeze. He's not Rogers. Let's put right. it that way. By the way, I highly recommend next week that everybody listen to Paul Allen because you don't want to hear Brent Musburger. No, nobody really wants to do that. Okay. Well, here comes one of our one of our storylines is going to come from Colts yep. nineteen, Titans seventeen. Adam Vinatieri missed uh, at least one extra point, and uh, news is surfacing that it is possible uh, that he may announce his retirement tomorrow. We cannot confirm that a hundred percent, but it's been reported in several places that that is a possibility yeah, and what, tomorrow. And the story apparently is uh, what we're hearing is that the Colts are trying to talk him out of it. Um, I mean, and there's other kickers, kickers are a dime a dozen. You can go out and get a kicker and they can do the same thing. I mean, but you know, this guy, you, you got to give him credit. And of course I'm a Patriot fan. So I remember the first half of his career and Bill had him in the second half with Indianapolis guy came up in, in 1990 draft, you know, took the job from Matt Barr, uh, you know, won uh, Super Bowls with his field goal kicking, especially that first one. You know, we all remember that one, uh, you know, to, to uh, prevent overtime. And, you know, he's been a wonderful kicker, a good citizen, a good guy. And, you know, you can't do it forever. And he's how, how old? 46? 46. He, hey, will be 40, he will be 46 on his next birthday. And, all right. uh, you know, he's been doing it for 24 years. And if he wants to leave, let him leave. I mean, the Colts yeah, can go him. out and find somebody else. Yeah, there's, no. there's other yeah. There are. Well, I, mean, I, mean, I don't look, think anybody had back Suckup, at, for example, that was kicking for Tennessee. You know, so right? And well, like look back at there. look back at uh, the Vikings. I mean, Dan Bailey today didn't particularly have a good day either. So the, no. he wasn't the only kicker who had a bad day. No. no. In no. fact, we, there's a, a guy in this game that I suppose, if you look for something that went wrong for the Patriots, it was Patriots 43, Dolphins nothing. Steve. Uh, Zaskowski, he missed two extra points as well. So, I mean, that might be the only thing you could point to with the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they left. Yeah, I don't know what, what, what you know, they left. And like Antonio five Brown did, did play yeah, today, He did. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. But they left 40 of, uh, they left five points on the field. I mean, that's not good. I'll check and harp on that. That's what he does. You know, he's not going to focus on, uh, you know, all the good things. But there was a strange 43 to nothing game. It, it, it was. It, it didn't feel like a 43 to nothing game because it was like so they, they really put it on in the fourth quarter with two defensive touchdowns and everything, but I like the, the the Ravens, the way they wiped out the uh, Dolphins last week, felt a lot more like that kind of a game. The oh, Patriots yeah. played okay. They really didn't play great. They played okay. They were fine, but the, the Miami yeah. Dolphins are horrific. They're horrific. I don't, I don't know, Chris, what uh, Bob Sosie and 
Scott Zolak were saying about it today, but I have here is a note about the Dolphins. Their players are now starting to request to be traded. Mika yeah. Fitzpatrick, one of their defensive players, said that when he signed with the Dolphins, he was not told, as the uh, GM said yesterday, that they are more focused on the 2020 draft than this season. Well, Fitzpatrick said he wants out of there because he would like to be a winner. The one thing, and everybody, and anybody who's a division rival of a team who was good for a long time, like the Dolphins were, you don't shed tears for these other teams in your division when you go in and get to clobber them because, you know, they did it to you. I remember Patriots going down there during that Super Bowl year. The uh, undefeated team beat the Patriots 52 to nothing. So it, it isn't breaking my heart. It's not breaking Jets and Bills' heart uh, for this to be happening to the Dolphins, but it's really ridiculous. And, uh, you know, and, and Rosen, he came in later in the game. He didn't look good either. And, you know, what Scott Zolak said is, he the one there had been talk that the Patriots might be interested in him as a first round draft choice back, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when he came out, he said, you know, he's pretty fragile. He's going to get hurt. He, he's not, he doesn't have the body type that you really want, you know, to be a quarterback. So I, he, he Zolak says they're going to be bad for years is what Zolak said. Of course, we don't know these things uh, can change in a couple of years. And that, that's how the NFL NFL is built to have things like that change fairly quickly, but there's a but long the, way to the, go. The, for I guess golf. the problem that I would have Chris there is in the NFL, you don't really have to tank your season and play no. for a draft because chances are if you're drafting somebody in the first couple rounds of that draft, they're pretty darn good. Yeah, this yeah. is ridiculous. I, I don't know what everybody thinks, and, and this tanking business has gotten ridiculous in baseball. It's ridiculous in baseball and football. The teams are too big. Basketball, it can, and maybe even hockey a little, it can make sense, but the teams are too big in baseball and the farm system, and in football, you know, all the people you have to put on the field, you can't, if one player doesn't change, it's not like you're going out to get LeBron James, you know. You could have Tom Brady on the Dolphins today, and they still would lot because they weren't playing defense and they weren't and the other offensive players wouldn't have been able to help them you know right no but i mean you you uh, like steve tory was saying he said you really feel sorry for some of these players on that team because he said they have some decent guys on their team yeah. but he said they're not yeah I mean, you know there's no yeah, there's nothing good. yeah but yeah. the bills beat the giants 28 to 14 that would that game really wasn't even that close to be honest with you it didn't seem well, they're the first team who's ever played two weeks in a row on a road game in the same stadium. Because so they played in the Meadowlands last week against the Jets, and they played in, the, in there against the Giants, and they're now 2-0. and So they've won two of their road games. They won a divisional road game. I mean, this is a, this is a really good start for Buffalo. They've got a few more weapons uh, to work with uh, for um, Josh Allen to work with, and, uh, you know, they, they are off to an excellent start, and uh, they're, they're going to be heard from. I would make, think I would think Chris I would think that that would make the Patriots feel good in a way too because in a lot of ways uh, like I always say you're better when the teams are winning and you and you're not just blowing everybody out. Yeah, no, and I think know, they, they're going to be there there uh, because the Jets are are on the other side of that coin. We'll talk about that game uh, later on, but the Jets are on the other side of the coin, and clearly the Dolphins are. So it's the Bills. The Bills are, are going to at least give the Patriots a you know a, a battle for a while. Anyway, what are you going to say, Sean? Some may say, some may say that uh, those two wins, they may get two more wins than either team that plays in the Meadowlands this year. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Seahawks twenty-eight, Steelers twenty-six. Here's the big story in that game, Ben. Roffelsberger yeah. left the game with an elbow injury. He will undergo an MRI tomorrow. Now, I must tell you, I was kind of paying attention to this game. Mason Rudolph did not play a horrible game when he came no. in. No, he, no he was he did decent. He was now from no, what I, not a bad backup. From no. what I understand, Perry, he uh, did not get hurt by getting hit. That apparently, is correct. Apparently, he got hurt. He hurt his elbow throwing the ball. So 
I don't know. Could this be a Tommy John kind of deal, or you know? That's a well, we, we yeah. Well, it, it could be something like that, though, because yeah. it is in the elbow. But unfortunately, yeah. we don't. We just don't know. And he isn't going to undergo an MRI tomorrow. But boy, I would say I would think if Roethlisberger is hurt seriously, that would certainly not be helpful to the Steelers. No. The other thing too we have to remember is Roethlisberger can play in pain. He gets hurt every year. He's at yeah. le- least leaves a game or misses a game or something every year. This happens all the time. And so we'll see exactly uh, what, what they can do. But, uh, you know, if, he, if he's out for any length of time, you're right. Mason Rudolph, that name sounds familiar. Like he was a golfer or something. There must be another Mason Rudolph that was in sport. The name sounds totally familiar to me, but don't ask yeah, me. Because I had not heard of him until today. Yeah, it's not the quarterback. See, I remember I playing of. college. I just can't remember where. I remember yeah. him in. But no, I think there was I a golfer. He, I think he was from Washington, player. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes, he was Washington. He was on the back club. He was Washington. Now. Yeah. And he's been, he's in the league a couple of years. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and on the Cowboys. other hand, Seattle now is, oh, uh, oh, I'm sorry, but also but the other side, we need to mention Seattle 2-0 and and going into yep. uh, at home game against the Saints, which is going to be a good game next week. Yeah, and they, play, and they played a very good game today. The Seahawks, you know, yep. they look they look decent. Oh. Yep. yep. Cowboys beat the Redskins 31-21. to yeah, Redskins started Redskins. off okay, and the Cowboys just took control of it. And uh, you know, really, they're the better team. And they, you know, same thing has happened yeah. to them. Uh, the Redskins in, in the two weeks, they played the Eagles yeah. and started off well. They played the Redskins and started off well, but they're better teams. Played the Cowboys, the, you mean? And the same thing and, happened and the, with yeah, the, Cowboys. the Cowboys. The Giants kind yeah. of started off also, and the you know, yeah. and the, the Giants started off, and then kind of the same thing. So both teams, it was a repeat kind of of what they went through last week. Yep. Yep. And the Redskins Ravens. will be on Monday Night Football next week. And the Ravens beat the Cardinals 23-17. to 17. And uh, even the Cardinals announcers, they just by listening to them, they don't even seem that enamored with um, Cliff Kingsbury as a coach because at one point he was thinking about going for it in the first half. And they said, no, you take points here. And they said, that's one of these things about uh, growing pains as a coach. Well, you know, Cliff Kingsbury has been a coach. He shouldn't have growing pains. He's been a coach, so he should know what to, yeah, not to do. Not successful, but he's been yeah. a coach. Yeah. But, but Kyler Murray is off to a very good start. He's playing he very certainly well. Is. Yeah. He certainly is. But And they said one thing that he's going to have to learn in the NFL is that in college you might be able to throw and throw and throw like that, but they say you have a, a great running back in David Johnson. You need to take advantage of what you have. Right. Yep. He has not had at either school he was at A and M or Oklahoma. He hasn't had that great running back, so he's got to learn to adapt to that. That's the problem. Yeah, and hopefully he can. And of course, we know uh, Chris that I point these guys out. David Johnson is a former UNI Panther. So uh, there you go. Okay. So that we All know right. that. <laughs> Texans thirteen. And the Jaguars 12, and that had some controversy because Doug Marone went for two points in the end. He said that they had they were playing a young quarterback. He was playing well, and he thought to do it, but yep. apparently his players weren't too amused because some of the players on the sideline were arguing with him and 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 you know about why you and, don't do that, and and their announcers were not too amused by it either. And no. then after that, there was another controversy on the onside kick too. They had to redo the onside kick because they they had it, and then there was a you know penalty, and you know so they had to redo the onside kick, and that ended up of course stealing. I don't know how many Texas. coaches have to do this until uh, Jeff Joniak on the Bears game today pointed out that only fifty percent of the uh, two point conversions are made, and you you're you're going into a game, you're indoors. It's not like it's ninety. 
75 degrees. You're indoors, and just you have more chances to win. You lengthen the game. That's what you do in basketball. You keep fouling and doing free throws and stuff to lengthen the game. Go to overtime, see what happens. But, you know, I don't get these coaches who always want to go for two. Is it like the players? Well, we'll reward these guys. They won't have to play those extra 10 minutes. Oh, boy, they'll be so happy with me, you know. But that's what they do. A lot of them happened last year with Tennessee over in London. And, you know, just a bunch of teams do it. Don't get it. Chiefs 28. Chiefs 28, Raiders 10. That game, it was the Raiders had a 10 nothing lead, and then came the second quarter. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes got all four touchdowns in the second quarter, and nobody scored anything in the second half. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, and the Chiefs are going to have a, a big game uh, next week, too. We'll be running that down in the schedule. That will be a good game with the Ravens. Right. So uh, that's, a, that's a, the big early game, I would say. But, yeah, the Chiefs, uh, again, like the Eagles last week who fell behind the Redskins, you know, you, you assert your authority. You're the better team. You get out. You, you just, you know, keep, keep pushing, and uh, you'll get it done. Bears 16, Broncos 14. The Broncos went for a two-point conversion and made it with 31 seconds to go. And then uh, they had a roughing the passer penalty, and the Bears got into field goal range and kicked a winning field goal. Yeah, what they're penalty. saying, even even um, Tom Thayer, the Bears announcer, color man, said he didn't think that was much of a call on that roughing the passer. They'd called a couple of others, too, on uh, on the Bears that he wasn't happy with either. And, and basically, you know, these guys cannot hardly tackle quarterbacks without, you know, without uh, drawing a penalty anymore. So, yeah, but the, the Eddie Panera is, uh, was the money man. He, he got, this, got it done. But the Nera for Panera or whatever, said uh, Jeff Joniak, and they won it 16-14. And uh, <laughs> they needed that one because they... And that's the first time the Broncos have been 0-2, I think, the year after Elway uh, retired. So, Yes. Rams 27, Saints 9, Drew Brees. He had a thumb injury. And um, according to Aaron Andrews of Fox, the reason that he didn't play anymore is he could not grip the ball. And they'll have that looked at tomorrow, too. Yeah, an MRI on that. So uh, we'll see what happens with him. But, yeah, the, the, the league, as much as they try to protect these quarterbacks, uh, they're going to get hurt anyway, you know. It's just going to happen sometimes. No kid. Eagles-Falcons, that game is just underway. And then the Browns and the Jets will play tomorrow night. And, again, uh, Sam Darnold will not play. And for those who, who are Browns fans, if you enjoy the history of the Cleveland Browns, there is a new show that uh, SiriusXM has on its NFL channel Wednesday nights at uh, 7 Eastern. It's hosted by uh, Jim Donovan and Bernie Kosar, History of the Cleveland Browns. So if you're interested in that, check that out on Wednesdays at uh, 7 Eastern on the NFL channel. Yeah, the Browns have quite a history. We mentioned this last week, of course, but, you know, about them being the first. The reason that that the Browns and Jets are the Monday night game tomorrow is because this is the 50th season of NFL Monday Night Football. Like Chris pointed out, they were the very first game, and it was specifically put in this week's slot to be the game because it would have started this week in 1970, making this the 50th season. Very similar to the way the Bears and Packers were put in that strategic first game Mm -hmm. for the 100th season of the NFL. Yeah, the only difference is that game was played in uh, Cleveland's Municipal Stadium, so they're playing it uh, in New Jersey. But uh, that's the way the schedule lines up. That's the way the divisions are. Uh, the uh, East and the North are facing each other in the AFC this year, and that's the lineup uh, when the rotation would, would bring the Browns to uh, the Meadowlands at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have uh, – like we can run down next week's schedule, and then we have a few notes, and then we can uh, take our, our little break. Uh, okay, starting on Thursday night, again, uh, it doesn't – now this will probably be a much better game just because just cause the last two weren't. But Tennessee is going to be at Jack- 
Jacksonville on uh, Thursday night, and the uh, and this is of course at eight twenty Eastern time on the NFL Network. All these times are Eastern. Then Sunday the twenty second, we have Cincinnati at Buffalo one p.m. on CBS. Uh, Miami at Dallas, 1 p.m. on Fox. Now that used that sounds like a good game, but uh, you know no. Miami's not good it any, will not uh, anymore. Be. <laughs> no, you know I remember a couple times when uh, they came around the rotation. They played on Thanksgiving and everything, and you know, hey, two uh, yeah. two legendary franchises, but not yeah. so much for Miami now. Denver at Green Bay, 1 p.m. And that's on Fox. Uh, uh, yes, oh, that's a change too, because that uh, Denver's uh, the road team, but that's on Fox. So that's the trade back for the uh, later yeah. game. We, okay, we have Atlanta at Indianapolis. 1 p.m. on CBS, and uh, actually, again, that's a trade game. That should normally be on Fox, but it's on CBS. Baltimore, Kansas City, 1 p.m. CBS. Oakland at Minnesota, 1 p.m. Fox. Again, that's that's a different one. Uh, there's a lot of flip-flopping this year. Just really pay attention to your schedule because uh, the, the things aren't exactly where you expect this week. The Jets are at uh, the Patriots, 1 p.m. on CBS. Detroit at Philadelphia, 1 p.m. on Fox. Carolina at Arizona, 4.05 p.m. on Fox. So CBS will have the doubleheader game. The Giants are at Tampa Bay, 4.05 on Fox. Houston at the Chargers, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. Then we have uh, Pittsburgh at San Francisco, 4.25 on CBS. And then the, another trading trade game, New Orleans at Seattle, 4.25 p.m. on CBS. So we've actually and I would two... suspect that would be the big, the big national game. Yeah, that is the big game. That's the Jim and Tony game. That, okay. Yeah, they already said in the, in the Raider game today that they were going to be in Seattle next week. So. Okay. Yes. Uh, the uh, 8.20 game, we have the Rams at Cleveland, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. The Monday night game will be Chicago at Washington, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. And so as far as notes are concerned, we mentioned briefly that Troy Brown played uh, against the, for the Patriots today. And and he did catch Antonio, Brown. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. Well, Troy Troy was cool. I like Troy. But uh, <laughs> well, Antonio Brown, Brown played too. Yeah, yeah, right. Antonio played. And uh, he caught a touchdown pass, and they were really feeding him early in the game. And, uh, so... and, and you all know, of course, the lawsuit and everything. You all, most of you are familiar that the girl, uh, Brittany Taylor, is scheduled to meet with the NFL tomorrow. And apparently, they had talked about working out a settlement long before this came a few a few months ago, and never came. But of course, and the reason the NFL is not putting them on the suspended with pay list, the you know that whatever they call that list, is because there's been no criminal charges filed. Right. And uh, so then um, the other, we had a couple of uh, deaths in the NFL that were uh, well, three, actually, I guess. Uh, Al Carmichael, who was uh, 90 years old, he played at Southern Cal in 1953, won the, uh, he scored the winning touchdown in the 1953 Rose Bowl. And then he went to the NFL. He played for the Green Bay Packers from 58, uh, 53 through uh, 58. You. you know, someone would get on you for calling him Southern Cal. It's USC. Oh, you know, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, our friend John would not be happy. Yeah. Uh, uh, 50. And that, you know, I've heard that on, uh, you know, even on national they, uh, games. They hate that. They hate yes, them. they do. They, they do. And I try to remember not to do it. But I, uh, yes, you're right. <laughs> 53 yes. through 58 for Green Bay. Uh, Denver, 60 and 61. And then, uh, and then, let's see, that was the uh, deal for him. And then we had a, a guard for the Steelers. And I'm running my Sam Davis. He uh, he would died at 75 years old. Uh, he played for the Steelers from 1967 through 1979, actually, technically, as David, you have pointed out. 
till January of 80. He was on the first four Super Bowl winning teams. Uh, so uh, he got four rings. He uh, was, uh, as they say, he was uh, missing in his nursing home. He suffered from dementia, and they found him within the nursing home. Uh, he was legally blind and had dementia. And then uh, the other one that we have is Larry Guerin, an original Patriot. He died. He was a running back, uh, more of a receiving running back. Uh, Dave, David called him a fullback, but he wasn't. He was more of a catch pass catcher, uh, but he did run from scrimmage, too. He was 82. He played for the Patriots from 60 through 68. He was a four-time AFL All-Star. Uh, he had uh, the longest run from scrimmage in Patriots history, an 85-yard run on uh, October 22nd of uh, 61 against Buffalo, and uh, he had uh, four rushing touchdowns and 26 receiving touchdowns, as I told you, and he had a couple of kick returns. So I think, does any, unless anybody else has anything or any calls about the NFL. Any hands? How about this? How about, we, how about we take our two-minute timeout, and we'll come back, and I'll see if we have hands at that break. So, Bill, why don't we take our two-minute timeout? And welcome back. Jamal, how are you doing? I'm doing a bit better after this Bears game. It's just well, check out the Bears game. The White Sox blew a 10-5 lead this afternoon. But nevertheless, I'm going to make a couple observations. I'm happy the Bears won, and I'm happy that the Bears won with a field goal. However, there are some people I know who are going to ask crazy about, I'm listening to the radio here while I'm listening to you guys, and some of the people on GN are calling Trubinsky, Stinkinsky, and all this, saying that he was a long pick and all this. But I look at it this way. Number one, a win to win. Number two, the one good thing the Bears did in this game, they ran the ball more, and they need to – just drop Mike Davis and and make uh, this kid Montgomery the feature back. Who is, of course, an Iowa ball. State Cyclone, Jamal. Yes, and keep beating us through the ball. And, and Matt Nagy needs to drop this razzle-dazzle garbage. Just feed this guy the ball because this guy goes good. It's going to only help Trubisky in development because it'll take the pressure off of him. There were many you know, teams. Not, yeah, there, you're right, Jamal. There were many teams. There were many teams in history, like the Dolphins. Okay, let's go back to those Dolphins of '72 and so forth. You know, Bob Greasy was an okay quarterback. He was okay, and Omaro was an okay quarterback. Who actually quarterbacked that team because Bob Greasy got hurt. But they weren't. They weren't living and dying with their quarterback. They had Kick and Zonka. That's how they won. And then they throw to Warfield and those guys. You know, when they needed to. And Packers. That's the same with Bart Starr. They. You know, you can win that way. It isn't something you see very often anymore. And people don't know their history as usual. So it can be done, and you're right. Pro- that that the, can work. The problem they're running into, Chris, is with today's NFL. I don't know if the coaches are old enough to remember the history of the NFL, except for well, as long as it like only Belichick takes one coach and, to remember. Yeah, it only takes yeah. well. Belichick knows, and and this guy knows because this is what he's doing. He's looking at a team and he's saying this is the best way to win. And yeah. they did run the ball a lot more today than they threw it. That's well. That's well sure. Also, I can respond to Robert's point. Okay. I mean, I don't. I'm no lover of the Cowboys, but. Ezekiel Elliott is a guy that makes that team go. If Ezekiel Elliott is injured or suspended again, then that Cowboy offense will will go complete because Prescott needs Ezekiel Elliott to run. Well, that that's why Jamal he got the ninety million dollar payday. You know, and the more teams that realize that that if you don't have a top tier quarterback, right, you've got a running game. You use a running game. The more teams realize that, the better off some of these teams will be. That's right. Shelly. Okay. Okay. We do go need ahead. to. We do need to keep going. Go Shelly, go ahead. Shelly. Shelly. Hello, Shelly. This is Dick here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, Dick, Dick, you don't sound Dick, like Shelly at all. You don't <laughs> <laughs> no, I certainly don't. 
Yeah, there my, we go. Okay, my air, my air, Dick. Go ahead. Okay. No problem. All right, go ahead, Dick. Hey, listen. Yeah, um, uh, Jamal stole a lot of my thunder. At least the beers have a kicker. Um, yeah. Of course, it was Denver, so all the air is thinner up there. Hey, do you guys know any sites? You know, uh, I do a little football thing on uh, one of the chat rooms, and I need uh, – I always get the records of the teams, you know, coming in each week. And the, uh, the farmer, the uh, big guru for the Tribune Corporation, they used to put his, his uh, picks on Friday. They don't do it anymore. And I'm kind of wondering if you guys know a site where I can go to where I can find out the records each week of the teams. Well, we put a, I, every week I do the standings, and you could call our, our 712-432-3642 board nine, and on Tuesday afternoons I put the standings in every every Tuesday, so you can get them that way, and they'll be there, and uh, that will would records, be one Will the records be there? Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I'll yeah, have that's the standings. He, he goes through division by division. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Only takes a couple of minutes, but it, it's worth it because a lot of people, you know, you lose track after a while. But I do yeah, that every yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Should be is there by the conversation station. Is that the, is that what you're no, that no, that's Don Stent. Don Stent. Seven one two four three two three six four two board nine. Board nine. Yeah. Three six four two. And there's right. a lot. There's cool. a lot of other stuff on that board too, Dick. That you might be interested yes. in too. There's yes. a whole lot. And we of have stuff a lot of hit, us. Hit we have five. Scores. Hit five from the main menu, and that'll take you to the boards, and then go to board nine. Uh, yeah. Okay. Listen to the prompt. Please, one more time, please. Seven one two. Seven one two. Oh, what? What? Four, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. One at a time. Seven one two. Four three two. Three six four two. Thanks, guys. Okay. All right, uh, Dick. Glad, glad to be of service. There we go. Yes. Uh, Chris, right. how about um, – let me see if we have um, – Chris, how about we go ahead with the baseball? Okay. All right. We'll yeah, get our yeah. baseball going here. Okay. These are the standings from going into today's action, of course, and then we'll give you the scores, and then we'll tell you where the wild card standings stand. Uh, the American League East, it's the Yankees at 98-52 and 52 this morning. Tampa Bay, 89-61. and 61. So as you can see, if you do the math, they are going to be clinching. Uh, Yankees will be clinching that division very soon. Red Sox, 78-70. and 70. Toronto, 58-91. and 91. And Baltimore, 48-100. and 100. So they've hit the 100-loss mark. America League Central, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Twins, who won a doubleheader yesterday, 91-57. and 57. Cleveland at 86-63. Uh, and 63. So that would be, uh, let's see, uh, six, I think, uh, five and a half games. But Cleveland did win today. So I think it's down to four and a half. But the, the, the Twins are in pretty good shape to win that division with about two weeks to go. Chicago, the White Sox, 65-83. and 83. Kansas City, 55-94. and 94. And the Woeful Tigers are 44-103 and 103 already. In the West, Houston, 97-53. and 53. Oakland, 89-60. and 60. So once again, Houston's about to clinch that division any day now. Uh, and uh, let's see. And the A's have won. Uh, actually now six in a row. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Texas at 74-76. The Angels at 67-82. and 82, And they've lost six in a row going into today. And um, Seattle at 61-88. and 88. In the National League, Atlanta 93-57. and 57. Washington 81-66. and 66. So again, the Braves are about to win that magic number of about four there or less maybe. Yeah, they're down to four. Yeah, the Mets 77-71. And with their good play of the last week at home, they've uh, pulled ahead of the Phillies uh, going into today at 76 and 71. And of course, they're in the wild card race that we'll talk about. Miami, 52 and 96. In the Central, we have the Cardinals at 83 and 65. Cubs going into today at 80 and 68. So what was that? Uh, two, uh, two and a half games out they were. 
We have uh, Milwaukee at 79-69, three and a half out of the division lead. Cincinnati 69-80, and 80, Pittsburgh 65-84. and 84. In the West, the Dodgers, who've already won their division, they've won seven divisions in a row. And that's, you know, we used to notice it with the Braves, but, you know, the Dodgers, uh, because they've, you know, they've gone to the World Series too, but you kind of look at it and say, oh, have they really done this? Yes, they have. They won eight, uh, seven of those divisions. <clears throat> and anyway, they're now 96-54, and 54, Arizona. 76-73, San Francisco 71-78, San Diego 68-80, and 80, Colorado 64-85. and 85. So the scores on Sunday were as follows. The uh, Red Sox beat the Phillies 6-3, damaging loss for the Phillies, as you'll see in the wild card. They've, you know, Red Sox played spoiler this weekend with the two games. Toronto beat the Yankees 6-4, Baltimore over Detroit 8-2. Cleveland over Minnesota. They needed that one today, seven to five. Washington beat the Braves seven to nothing. Milwaukee over St. Louis seven to six. Houston beat Kansas City twelve to three. The Cubs beat Pittsburgh sixteen to six. Oakland beat Texas six to one. Colorado over San Diego ten to five. San Francisco beat Miami two to one. The Angels beat Tampa Bay six to four, and that was important for uh, the Indians and the A's and the wild card race. Uh, and then we had. Um, Cincinnati over Arizona, three to one. And what was that final on the White Sox? Uh, Eleven Mariners to ten. 11, Eleven to ten. ten, Seattle. Right, and that was uh, was that in ten innings or just nine innings? No, that was nine. All right. So in the wild card uh, right now, uh, we have uh, going into today's uh, after today's action in the American League. Oakland at thirty games over five hundred. They're leading the wild card race. Tampa Bay twenty seven games over five hundred. So they're a game and a half behind them, but they have a wild card spot at uh, twenty seven because they'd be the second wild card and they'd have to go to Oakland right now. And Cleveland at twenty four game and a half behind them. So those are the teams that are contending for those uh, spots. Again, Cleveland has an outside chance of winning the division and putting Minnesota into the wild card race, but it's prob- probably not going to happen. So not with Minnesota way- ske- not with Minnesota schedule, Chris, no. and because the Minnesota schedule is. White Sox, Royals, Tigers, Royals. Yeah. So yeah, and and the the A's are in somewhat similar shape. They have the Royals, Rangers, Angels, Mariners. That's what right. they have left. Okay. So. And, I, and I guess uh, Corey Provis and Tampa Bay saying, the Dodgers. I know Tampa Bay is playing the Dodgers they this do, week, they and they're going to play the Red Sox when they come home. They're playing the Red Sox, who you know can now be spoilers. So and they're they're better than those other teams. So yeah. You know? But uh, Corey Provis was saying though, going into the weekend, that the Indians felt if they were going to have any chance at the division. They needed a series sweep, and they only got one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In the National League, of course, it's just as crazy as ever. Washington leading the wild card at 16 over. The Cubs at 13 over have the second wild card. Then we have Milwaukee at 11 over. So the Cubs only have a one-game lead for that second wild card. The Mets were at six over, so they're still in it, but they've, they're now, uh, let's see, three and a half out, I think, going into today. And Philadelphia is now four over. That was, a, as I say, it was a bad loss. They're still in it. But uh, but you guys had some injuries you wanted to report, didn't you, Robert? And um, Yeah, uh, Christian Yellich is out for the year. He got a broken kneecap, um, for mm-hmm. the, so that hurts Milwaukee. And, Perry, I know you've got a whole list of yeah. Cubs there. Well, no, only one. Anthony Rizzo oh. was injured. He had an ankle injury today, and he, had, he was uh, taken out of the game, and he he will have an MRI tomorrow. Now, Steve Sachs said, we, I was listening to MLB after the game. He said, sometimes it can look worse than it turns out to be. So but okay. he, he said that at least for the time being that uh, Rizzo is going to have an MRI tomorrow. And uh, the, the problem the Cubs are having, in all honesty, is uh, outside of Kyle Hendricks and you Darvish, I don't know who their starting pitchers would be because John Lester really isn't pitching that well. Katana isn't pitching that well. Hamels, I guess, is a little better, but 
it's it's Hendricks and Darvish right now. And who on earth would have thought Darvish would be in that range? Yeah, and a couple of historical notes. Uh, Bruce Bochy is two wins away from 2,000 as a manager, and he okay. could get that in Boston this week. Um, also, Albert Pujols is just four home runs away from Willie Mays. So uh, a couple of things to watch over the last couple of weeks. And you had a couple of injuries in the American League uh, that you wanted to mention, Robert. Uh, the, well, the A's, Mike uh, Fires left with a nerve problem last night. Um, I, he and, says, uh, uh, Robert, let me give you an update there. He says okay. that it is a zinger in his arm is the way he said. He's okay. had these problems before, and he does not expect to miss a start. Okay, well, that's uh, good news. Um, He'll keep firing then, I would yes. say. Yes, okay. Yeah. So. And uh, uh, you said that Mike Trout is out for the rest of the year. Yes, Mike Trout is out for the rest of the year. He's going to be having surgery on his foot, right, Perry? It's that is correct. Problem. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Now, the big bombshell of the week actually happened right after we got off the air at midnight when Dave Dombrowski was fired by the Red Sox. Now, we had actually mentioned it briefly, just alluded to the fact that, that we didn't know what was going to happen with him the next year, but I was still shocked that he uh, was fired. And, uh, Perry, you, you heard some conversation about he may have come into uh, conflict with the president of the team, Mike uh, Mike Kennedy, Michael Sam Kennedy. Ken- Sam, uh, Kennedy. Sam Kennedy. Sam Kennedy. Yes, that name. was uh, yeah. th- from Steve Phillips. He said that he, has, he had heard that Sam Kennedy and Dave Dave Dombrowski were in in uh, disagreement on you know how things are run. I, I guess what it basically came down to is Sam Kennedy felt that he was not being involved in uh, baseball decision making, and and of course the the conversation with uh, Steve Phillips and Chris Russo was why should he be in baseball things? He doesn't know anything about baseball players. Well, and uh, I can tell you from reading the Globe every day, like I do, uh, the Boston media is not happy with the Red Sox because they don't see a reason why Dave Dombrowski should be fired. Well, uh, the, he, the problem, Robert, they addressed this on the front office this morning, and, and apparently okay. uh, Jim Duquette said he was told the reason they didn't have a press conference is whatever answers they would have given would not have satisfied the media or the fans anyway. No, uh, and uh, believe me, if if you read the Globe every day, they make it very clear that they're very unhappy with this decision. Well, the interesting thing, let's remember that the Globe is owned uh, partially by John Henry. Yes. So this is interesting that they're they're saying this. Uh, They're not being a house organ, that's for sure. I know, and uh, every matter of fact, a lot of the columns this week have criticized their boss for for making this choice. Yeah, so anyway, um, so we'll see what happens now. The uh, um, Arizona Diamondbacks extended Mike Hazen's contract. Is that what you were going to say, yeah, Robert? Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. I was so just going to cover that. He was a possibility of, to come here because he had worked in the Red Sox front office uh, before, you know, in the uh, Theo Epstein, uh, you know, uh, Ben Charrington era, but uh, he is now uh, going to be staying in Arizona. The, uh, the uh, inside track seems to be going to Eddie Romero, and he's an inexperienced guy. See, what I was saying is if you're a guy like Dombrowski or you're a guy like Theo or you're a guy, you, you don't want the business guys messing with you and you have enough clout to keep that away, theoretically. But if you find you don't, you kind of want to, you know, you kind of want to, uh, don't, you can't fire me, I quit kind of thing, because you figure you can handle this yourself. And John, yeah. and uh, you're already telling John Henry about it, so what's the problem? Why does this guy think he needs to be involved? So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it might not be a little helpful. I wouldn't know. I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall, but I'm just saying this is what the d- dispute is about. Well, because yeah. I would think, Chris, with, uh, with the, because one of the things you keep hearing as well is that the Chris sale contract or, you know, this or that contract, well, 
Dave Dombrowski certainly couldn't have given out those contracts without the approval of Tom Warner or John Henry or somebody. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And and it's really David. I think it's the David Price uh, is really the one that drives everybody crazy. We knew this was going to happen. As soon as he won those games last year, he was going to take the club option and he was going to stay and uh, we were going to have him, you know, for, for forever, <laughs> you know, basically for the rest of his pitching life. And he's just not, I think Sale has been injured. I think uh, maybe he was not right at the end of last year. We remember that. We remember that he fought through it, but I think a good off season and he'll be back good as new. I don't, I still have faith in Sale, but anyway, we did have a couple of deaths in baseball. We should uh, get in there and then we can start talking about college football unless we have some uh, calls about baseball. Joe Keo, uh, who played uh, for the, uh, uh, he, he was Marty Keo's brother. Marty Keo was uh, his older brother and he played for the, um, for the Red Sox and also Matt Keogh's, uh, uh uncle. He was yeah, Matt Keogh played for the A's. He was on right. the Billy Martin team. Yep. And, he right. and he pitched for the Cubs, too. That's right. So um, Joe Keogh played for the A's in 68, and then the Royals in 69 and 70 through 72, and the Cubs in 73. And another longtime baseball man, and I haven't heard about this guy in a long time, uh, Alex Gramath died. And Alex Gramath, uh, I will find him here, uh, he died at 93 years old. He was a utility infielder, played for the Cardinals in, from 54 through 56. He played for the Reds, or the Red Legs, as they were called then, because you couldn't call them the Reds, because that would mean they were communists, because they, that's the way the country was at the point. They were the Red Legs for like 10 years, 56 through 58. Then they went back to the Cardinals, 59 through 62. Then the Cubs in 62 and 63. He managed the Pirates for the last five games in 69, uh, you know, when they uh, fired their, their their manager. I think it was Larry Shepard. And then he became the Brewers manager in 76 and 77. But what he's most known for is being a third base coach and a longtime lieutenant of Sparky Anderson, one of the all-time managers in baseball history. So he was in Pittsburgh as a third base coach from 65 through 69, then managed those last five games. Then he managed was uh, the third base coach with the uh, Reds from 70 through 75, uh, basically almost all of the big red machine. And he, of course, was on the in the third base coaching uh, box during uh, the 75 World Series when the Reds won that. Then he went to Milwaukee, as we know, and, and managed in, uh, there in 76 and 77, came back to uh, the Reds in 78. Was a coach for the Braves in '79, and then went back with Sparky Anderson to the Tigers and coached there uh, even beyond Sparky, I think, from '80 through '91. And uh, so he won the World Series in '75 for the Reds and '84 uh, with um, the Tigers. So uh, I think that was uh, that's basically what I had on baseball. Anybody that's else what we anything? have. So Sean, Sean, let's uh, do a little bit of college uh, football well, from yesterday. There really wasn't there really wasn't a lot of college football yesterday to. No, no rank, no rank team matchups. I would say yesterday the best matchups came in the daytime. You don't want to be ranked number twenty-one because, of course, you know uh, Syracuse and Wakefield lost to Maryland. They were ranked number twenty-one. Maryland goes in; they're ranked number twenty-one. They lose to Temple uh, in a huge. It was a back and forth battle. The Penn State Pitt game, I think that oh. one. You know, Penn State pulling that up. Michigan State Arizona State was a battle, and then of course your Iowa Iowa State wins. It finally got. Hey, that was yeah, once crazy. the lightning and the hail got out of the way, I mean, he, and you know how the game was really decided. Iowa had an 18-17 to 17 lead. They were going to punt to Iowa State with a minute 36 to go, which an Iowa player ran out of bounds with a ball. He should have stayed in bounds, obviously. They could have ran more time. They punted the ball to Iowa State. They had two returners back, and the two guys ran into each other and fumbled the ball. And then, of course, 
Now, Friday night, you had a very interesting Wake Forest in North Carolina playing a non-conference game, but it came down, you know, Wake Forest pulling that out at the end. There. I think that's an interesting thing. You know, when, when I know, and Perry, you would know more about this, the Big Ten, they had a thing. They said they didn't want to be playing one double-A teams. Well, if, if you're a semi-traditional rival that happens to be in another division, why not? Why not do that? They, Wake Forest and North yeah. Carolina have the oldest football rivalry in North Carolina, and they wanted to play that game, and why not and, pick a team? Why BC could maybe I, play well, Pitt every Big year Ten, The Big you know? Ten's point, Chris, is they don't want to do it because it would hurt your schedule. Well, you know what? Yeah. I don't think... I, yes, it would have hurt Iowa State a little bit had they lost to Northern Iowa. I don't think it's going to hurt them that much because Northern Iowa right. oh, historically is a very good 1AA team. And, but if you I have a, 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 a MAC team come in or a 1AA team, you'd rather see somebody who's in your conference who you know a little about and, and they won't right. count as a conference game. You know, why not? Well, but, you know, I could see a MAC team or one of them. But now I did not realize this until the. A long time ago, I didn't. Usually, the legislatures want their teams to play, and they try to they try to make it. But I didn't know that the, that in Iowa they told them they didn't want to play because of the controversy or something. They were talking about that on game day yesterday. The first first time game day's ever been in the state of Iowa, not just Iowa State. That, that's right, and it, it was it was very well received uh, in Ames too. So I mean, ESPN, uh, Reese Davis said they had a very good time here. So. Um, it's, and it was unusual because they've done game day where the game's been other networks, like if it's been a CBS or a Fox game. But it's the first time that, that the game day was there for a game that was on another cable network, not on one of the big, okay. you know, Fox or NBC or CBS. That's the first so, time that I can remember that happening. And you know, so what are our big ones? Iowa, what are our big ones next week, Sean? All right, Georgia and Notre Dame. Well, you have Wisconsin, Michigan, Wisconsin is the big Fox. Remember, we talked about how Fox is going to do their big game at noon Eastern. That's their big game. You have Texas, Oklahoma State opening conference. Uh, Notre Dame, Georgia, of course, night game at CBS in Athens. Top top ten matchup there. See if Georgia's for real. See if Notre Dame's for real. Uh, Utah and USC. Well, I mean, it's just see. Okay. USC struggling after they were lost to BYU, but is Utah for real? And then BYU gets Washington, so they, you know, is BYU, BYU who had the wins against Tennessee and, uh, you know, and then, of course, against USC. How do they do against the top team like Washington? Those, to me, are probably your five, yep. your five watch games. Okay. USC, I'm now, saying but, that now one before we because... Before we get to Sean and, and his uh, and his uh, usually in, we're gonna do we're gonna do something a little a little fun here. We haven't done this before, but we're gonna have Bill tell us where some people are listening tonight. So Bill, if you want to tell us that, and, and then we'll get we'll let Sean do his wrap. I actually have one more quick obituary to do in the media that I want to do, do about a guy that, that did uh, games for Cleveland and Detroit in the NBA. So why don't we do who, where everybody's listening? Then I'll do that, and then Sean can do his thing. Okay. Why don't we do that next week, guys? The uh, server's a little acting a little. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then. Let me do my uh, my quick obituary. We we have one little basketball note because the guy, uh, and apparently he was the current uh, voice of the uh, of Cleveland Cavaliers on TV. His name is Fred voice. McLeod. And uh, he is he uh, died at 67 suddenly. He would, did the Detroit Pistons from uh, 1984 through 2006. Then he came to Cleveland in 2006. 
And until now, he, uh, he and apparently LeBron had a very nice tweet about him. I guess they got along very well. He also did some Cleveland Indians baseball on TV in 79 and did some uh, Lions and Tigers games in Detroit. Probably maybe he was the Lions uh, preseason announcer uh, at some point and uh, did some Tiger games as well. But it was a, a sudden death. And, uh, you know, you, you never know. Uh, 67 years old. Wow. Okay, so I guess we got anything else Sean, before Sean takes over? Sean, we have about a minute, so go ahead. All right, well, of course, we want to thank everybody for uh, checking in. And once again, if you need that number to interact and hear those standings, 712-432-3642. Board 9 is where the, the Sports Lounge board, and then 13 is the schedules. Uh, you can download Sports Lounge Live, All Things Radio, and Coffee Club by going to legendoldies.com, or you can go to Worldwide, all one word, space, legend, in your podcatcher, or say uh, play Worldwide Legend Podcasts on TuneIn, or no, play Worldwide Legend Podcasts, say that on your smart device, and then select which one you want, 20 or on seconds. the phone. On the phone, Sports Lounge Live, 773-572-7715. There you go.